Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. My friend Susan sent me such a beautiful meditation on blessing. So one of the things that we talk about or that I talk about a lot is around generational curses. Partially, I'm just so intrigued by this. You know, how is it possible that I had such a deep innate sense of dislike of broken glass and then to realize oh crystal knocked was the thing that propelled my grandpa to flee from germany as a german jew before world war ii well that is not something i would have predicted but is helpful to know and helpful to be able to pray through and get healing even in the generations beautiful to see in the book of esther that mordecai was able to roll back the shame of his generational line all the way back to the time of Saul. And so (laughs) amazing what the scripture has in it. So that's the kind of negative direction, like come get healing for the less than pleasant things. But I appreciated so much what Susan talked about, where she said, we also receive blessings from our generational line. This is something that we can also lay hold of in greater measure. And uh, she mentioned something that I've probably shared already on this podcast from my time in Abbeville in late March of 2023, where I was thinking about how in South Carolina, when they voted to secede, the only state that voted unanimously was South Carolina. And so as I understand it, they had 2,000 people come together when it was time to vote. Are we ready to secede from the union? They all said yes. So that obviously was a very, in the long run, a very painful decision, a very intense decision. It wasn't born out of holiness. Um, there was a lot of just, you know, even with that, there was generational pain there and a lot of darkness that fled out. But the point is that that unity is very beautiful. I mean, we see unity in the scripture as a good thing. Psalm 133 especially talks about how beautiful it is when brothers dwell together in unity. And so it's like, oh, Lord, that beautiful unity just got off a few degrees or, you know, however many degrees you want to say, some some level of degrees. And yet we can ask the Lord, like, can you please strip out the ugliness of that and retain for us the beauty of who you are. Can you retain for us the beauty of that unity? And so I've been thinking about this, or I guess, so I have been thinking about it, but I'll go back to what Susan had said. Like, you know, I have relatives who were Masons and who reached, you know, kind of high levels in that organization. And yet there, so obviously there are some dark things that need to be cleansed. (laughs) Not an ideal life choice. And yet, what does that show about the individual? That they're dedicated, hardworking, that the people around that man respected him. And so it's like, well, can we take the gifts from our generations and not the curses? Can we pray for the state of South Carolina to retain that unity, but without the dark negative side of that unity? So I think about this even here. Um, you know, I live in the county with Monticello and Jefferson land. And, oh, you know, we live like a mile away from the border of our county. And when we were first buying land, it was like, oh my goodness, if we were one mile away, our property taxes would be significantly less. And yet there was a part where I was like, but I actually need 
Albemarle County, that I'm supposed to be in Albemarle County. And I mean, maybe there's a snootiness factor with that, but I think there's also a part of saying what Jefferson carried as an, as a whole, he had obviously the good side that he was a clear thinker, clear writer, able to synthesize a lot of information and complex um, process as well. He valued religious freedom. He valued education. He valued hospitality. All He valued beautiful things. I mean, all of these, I'm like, oh my word, I love this about you. And then there were obviously really dark things about him. He had enslaved over 600 people over the course of his life. The only ones at his death that he released were the ones that were, as we all figure at this point, were his own children, which you're like, oh my goodness, you waited until after you died for that. So obviously things that were not good. And yet to be able to say, can I pull on the blessing from his legacy? Can I pull on the beautiful parts of this real mover and shaker of my county and ask the Lord to cover with his blood the parts that are not the blessings, the parts that are the curses? And so, Lord, I I love this. I feel like this is such a gift that I know when I pray generational healing that I interpose the cross of Christ at the point of my conception and ask that the polluted stream that runs down would be cleansed by the blood of Christ, that the things that are ugly would fall to the ground rendered null and void, that I would receive the gifts from my generations and not the curses. But Lord, that's as far as I go usually. I'm usually very, very focused on the things that I want to fall to the ground. And I don't think as much about the things that I want to come down to me. I don't think as much about the gifts. And yet, Lord, you tell us to forget not your benefits. <laughs> Part of your benefit is that you give us gifts. And so, Lord, thank you that even this line of thought is so beautiful. It's like a, a precious jewel to consider the ways that there there is a gifts that come even in the midst of the murkiness. So, Thank you, Lord, that you're able to produce a clean stream from things that were polluted. <laughs> you're amazing. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Amen. <laughs>